So here I am. I'm a, I'm a young man. I'm 22, 23 years old, and I'm in the first major job of my life, right? And so, so imagine this, right? It's launch minus 17 hours. It's dark at night. You got the space shuttle vertical up at the launch pad. You got these big xenon lights on it. The uh, rotating service structure's back. So you just got this beautiful lit up space shuttle getting ready to go, mm-hmm. to go to the launch pad. So my team is the one that's in charge of putting in these last minute science experiments with uh, into the space shuttle. And we have to get it all in there in this time critical type stuff before they start loading this vehicle with hydrogen. And because if they don't get it off in time, then the whole launch scrubs, all this kind of stuff. And so we are under a whole bunch of stress to get it out there and, uh, and get it into the shuttle. So I'm like, again, 20, three years old and uh, a know-nothing guy, but I got to lead this whole team and we got to get it in. And we got people calling us over the net. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? And I'm pounding on these guys. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? And this is one of my first experiences of leading a team under a high stress environment. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, uh, you know, my heart's in my chest. I'm, I'm looking at the timetable that I had drawn out and nothing was going to schedule. Nothing was going on time. Everybody was just not moving well. And, I had stress written all over my face. I'm sweating profusely. I mean, like literally, right? And again, right? It's it's in Florida, so I have mosquitoes biting me through my shirt. Mm. I'm pretty sure a couple stole my wallet. And I got the guys from the control room calling me. You know, hey, what's going on? You guys done yet? Done yet? No, we're not done yet. You guys done yet? You know, I'm jumping all of them. And as I'm pacing around, you know, there's that, and I'm moving around so much, I actually turn around and I hit the fire x which is uh, the water sprinkler system for the entire pad i accidentally bump into that and uh you know ignite the fire alarm for the pad so that was pretty that was pretty embarrassing um wow <laughs> holy cow man. 17 hours prior to launch yeah uh so so they're like uh is that an is that is that a false fire alarm or do we need to deluge the whole system and drown the spacecraft in water i'm like um <clears throat> uh that's a false alarm sir that's the sort of thing that'll get you fired. Welcome to Bear Leadership, where we get wild. We get wild, Jeremy. We get very wild. wild there you go. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Here, we can just. You want to just leave it playing, or you just try it all over again? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep going. <clears throat> Welcome to Bear Leadership, where we share our thoughts on managing in today's wild world. My name is Jeremy Parsons. I'm a project manager and father. I'm Johnny Wynn, artist, adventurer, and student of leadership. So long story short, right? You know, I mean, what you have is you have this guy freaking out, trying yeah. to yeah, yeah. trying to get this whole team going and and things like that. And and and, and, you know, the whole thing was ridiculous, right? And I learned a lot from that experience, um, you know, besides sweating and mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. an ass out of myself, which I do quite well, is, you know, I learned a lot from the failure, right? We got it done. We got it done in time. Um, you know, what we did do was uh, teach me a lesson about being a jackass and how to manage a team under a high-stress environment. That was everything I should not do. And mm. so I went home that night, man, and I had a pit in my stomach because I knew I had just messed up. Mm-hmm. I had shown my emotions all over my face. I had, um, 
I had not handled stress well, and I had not led capably. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think everyone should have times like that that are sure. just seared into their memory. Right, exactly. So that whenever you start feeling those feelings, you go, hmm, let's not do that again. Yeah. I don't want to feel that way again because yep. that is embarrassing. And on top of that, let's not drown the shuttle in a bunch of water because <laughs> there's always that. that. That's pretty bad. You know, yeah. so years later, right, that the, the guy who was on console ended up working for me and he was telling a story about some jackass that hit the fire <laughs> X at the pad. And I was like, <laughs> so he actually worked for me at that time. And I was like, Hey, yeah, just so you know, that was, that was me. Can you maybe tone it down X nay on the fire X a, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, full circle in that one, huh? So I did learn a couple of things though. And, uh, and you know, that memory, um, has definitely guided my career. Yeah since then and how I handle high stress. Mm -hmm. And one thing I will never do is let my emotions show when we're under certain stressful environments. I will never, um, you know, because it stunts them from performing in a team. I'll never allow myself to get out of control Mm -hmm. and know when I need a push, when I need to lay back and let the team do what they need to do. And understand kind of the difference and how that's all kind of flown out. I understand the things I can control and the, the different knobs I can turn. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things became apparent from that. And as I gain experience, right, that's the thing. I can't be afraid to fail. And I can learn from those things. Back then, I was so afraid to fail, the very thought of it broke me out into a oh, cold yeah. sweat. Yeah. You know, today I can embrace that failure. Yeah. I mean, you've been through it now. So you've got the um, the scars to show for it, you know, and you know, and the and the sweat stains, and the sweat stains, of course. Yeah, I mean, the, the, oh man, there's so many different facets of that story that we can dig into here, man. Um, I'm gonna just leave the fire X one alone. Yeah, we just leave that piece out of it. That, that would have been pretty bad. Um, the not showing your emotions to degree. I mean, I think you do this well, which is it's not not show emotions; it's showing the appropriate emotions. Yeah, and for the circumstance, right? Like you I think use that, it as a tool. Exactly. I think in some areas where if you have enough emotional control over yourself, you know, and the key is you are controlling the emotional display that you're that you're you know, showing out there. Where sometimes it's good for them to see a little frustration, see a little anger in there, and sometimes the opposite, they need to see a little calm in the leader and so forth. Yeah, so there, when, to been, dial, when in those when to dial that in or not, you know? Yeah, there's been more than a few times where I use. I use it as a tool to help get them moving. Mm-hmm. And then there's more than a few times when we're getting ready to go into hazardous operations. And that's when you just turn on the cool as a cucumber and you listen to what's going on. Yep. And when they're freaked out, that's when you need to be the one that's calm, mm-hmm. listen to the light of day. And I'll, I'll be like, look, I'm going to remove all the schedule pressure from you. I need you to make a rational decision. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm just going to take that off you. Why, yeah. don't, why don't we just not worry about that? Because yeah. I can't afford for anyone to get hurt right now, and yeah. that's the last thing I want to happen. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So it's the, I guess somewhere along the way, and through your experiences, you got to gain the level of um, a awareness about your own body language. Right, that that's something difficult in itself to degree, like checking your emotions and then being able to channel that into the body behavior that you want to to um, to show out there. That takes a lot of practice, I, I'd, I'd say. 
Yeah. So yeah. I remember for probably years after that, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I'd be under a high stress situation, I'd have to I'd have to feel kind of my face and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, are you freaking out? Do you look like you're getting ready to get hit by a bus?" <laughs> Because I had I had one of the engineers start pulling out a mirror or something, a little compact yeah, I mirror. Like, hey. I like, hey, uh, no. So I had a had a uh, I had one of the engineers come up for me afterwards, and she was like, and by the way, she she didn't like me very much anyway. I'm yeah. not sure as I can help the situation, but you know, she was like, Jeremy, you were you were just you looked you looked all freaked out. You were doing this, and I mean, that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Right. right. I mean, this was my first major operation, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and so you know that was, uh, but at the same end, right. Those are things you need to hear. That's things you need to be humbled by. And yeah. and so I was like, everything from then on, I'm like, put your hand over your face, do the dramatic <laughs> actor stance, and okay, how do I keep control of my face? And I'm still a horrible poker player. Is but, that why you always have your hand over your face? Well, then, no, that's just because I'm ugly. But, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to, you know, have some control over that. Yeah, now, yeah. you can still read me like a book, but I I don't ever want to come across as freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. I want to come across as I have control and command of this it's, situation. It's almost like acting, I'd say. And I think that's what giving presentations, public speaking is, is, is to a degree too, which is like acting. It is a performance um, in itself, right? So training yourself and giving yourself enough practice to do that. And I think something we do, maybe unrelated-wise, that, that has helped, I think, is playing poker. I think playing poker, you know, when you get dealt pocket aces, you're like, oh, don't show any outward, you know, reaction to these cards. Don't grin like the Cheshire cat. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. (laughs) Or vice versa. When that card you needed didn't come out, no displays of emotion. And and it goes deeper into that too, where it's like, okay, you know, I'm trying to fake you out. So I'm going to try to show, convince you that I have a weak hand or a strong hand or vice versa. You know, so all that. Uh, subtlety plays into it, I think. I mean, I find it important to always be thinking about what is it I'm trying to convey, mm-hmm. right? Am I conveying strength? Am I conve- conveying calm? Um, but, but again, right, the larger point is, am I learning from failure? Mm. And I have to learn from that in order to, to kind of move forward. But I also can't be afraid of it. Um, you know, so many people around me today are, are they're scared to go get yelled at by management they're scared to to be beat up you know yeah i mean yeah. i have all of these lessons where i can make a fool out of myself or i can do these things it, they yeah. have shaped who i am yeah. by stepping out of my comfort zone right yeah. i grow exponentially and yeah. in, in a yeah. short amount of time and you know what i might be i might i might be a bit of a jackass every once in a while when i do that but i'm going to come out the other side more confident more powerful more aware of myself so so i guess this is the, the the part where we're trying to convince folks to take on more risk to degree i, I know the story where somebody's recounting how he was doing a um, um a series of interviews right so got all these candidates coming in and doing the interviews and there's one candidate had like the perfect resume looks fantastic right like 4.0 degrees that that match perfectly job experience that matches and so forth and so they're conducting the interview. Last question, right? It's like, hey, um, you know, name a weakness or name a moment in time when you failed at something and how did you um, overcome it and, and learn from it? And the person was like just dumbfounded, didn't have an answer. He was acing that interview all the way until that question happened. And the person was like, I, I don't know. I've never had a setback. 
And that was it. I was like, well, there you go. And that kind of bombed the whole interview for that person. So it's funny. I don't know how many interviews I've had. Where, so I always ask that question yeah, because I think it's a major character building one, which is, mm-hmm. A, do you have the humility to recognize you're not perfect? And do you recognize what those mistakes and how they should influence you? And so I, I always ask it. And, and I'm amazed at how many people can't answer that question. They can't point to some aspects of their life where they're like, yeah, yeah I really, I, you know, I screwed the pooch on that one. But to be fair, it's, it's a classic thing they teach you in interviews, right? I'm not sure where it is today. It was like, you know, name a weakness. And the weakness you name has to be that sweet spot where not so dehabilitating that, oh, wow. Clearly, I'm not going to hire that person because that's a pretty bad weakness. I drink 12 (laughs) beers an hour. I'm always late to everything I go to. So, yeah. But, you know, but what is real enough that we can latch on to? Right. I I don't know, man. I, that's a, I've, I've had, I've had the blank stare and a non answer more often than I've gotten a good answer. Um, which is, which is very rarely. So, so the last interview I did was kind of, entertaining now in retrospect i guess uh, so i didn't get this job but the the interview question was uh name three weaknesses and what are you doing about each one of them right and you, and you have like five minutes to answer this question right so you, if you prepare for any interview you at least prepare for one maybe two weaknesses when they ask for three i'm like oh man i'm gonna have to dig deep on this one here right so the first one was like hey um i don't have the um the depth of experience technically in this field what am I doing about it? I'm already learning about it. I've got a lot of briefings scheduled. I'm digging into the education material, whatever, right? Second one, um, I'm not from this field, from this um, this community, so I'll have to learn the relationships, learn the players, and I'm doing that already by networking, blah, blah, blah. So I'm pretty okay. sure I already wouldn't hire Two. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and number three, I was like, now I'm really digging. I'm like, oh, man. Well, IT is a big deal. So I was like, I haven't launched a major IT infrastructure before or enterprise, which is something to look for now in like senior executives. I think um, hmm. IT tools is a big deal. So I knew I was reaching with that one, but I, I knew I just totally messed up that answer pretty much. Like maybe I got like some points for it, but it was not good. Yeah, three, three is pretty, pretty intense. So the feedback I got though, like, and which is very true, and I think it's a good answer. Maybe somebody else can steal this perhaps is, um, the, when I make a decision, there's always a revisiting of it and a, um, and a reanalysis of it kind of like, hey, did I make the right decision? Did I consider all the points of views? Did I have all the data to make that decision? It, it's, it's not to say it's a lot of self-doubt. It's just a lot of self-reexamination to you know, really make sure you learn from that decision and or if you need to revector and make a course correction that you can do that but that level of um i don't know i don't even call it the you know just thinking about it over it again just make sure you, you did the right thing with all the information you had yeah. yeah i think i think i would have been like i'm a workaholic i just work <laughs> too much i i care too much you're a perfectionist too yeah right yeah yeah and um and i'm a i just i shameless suck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I would have gone with those. Yeah. So something more. like that. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, why can't you keep it real with yeah. with them? I mean, if they can't if they, you know, if these are the people you're going to be working for, right. And and they don't and they don't embrace yeah. kind of yeah. who you are, eh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I don't know. I I take a I take a slightly different tact on it, you know, which is 
you know, let them now. I mean, I wouldn't oversell your weaknesses, but, right. but I don't, I don't think, for example, you have a great amount of, of weaknesses, you know, there, right. I mean, I think, I think you're correct in the sense that you don't come from that field. You don't have 20 years of experience, right? Yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but you got a lot of other really great talents and yeah. Thinking so, about, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Hmm. They really so, wanted you to auger in on that. Yeah, they yeah. did. But again, right, learning from, from failure is, is I think one of those things, though, that we, yeah, so as, as leaders, mm-hmm. have to do so and, think, and, and, and embrace. So, I'll, I'll, since you share one, I'll share one of my failures from early on in my career. Um, oh, career? I was thinking of teenager. But. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could say um, one of my failures from today or something. <laughs> um, so similar, similar to you, early in my career, working um, shuttle, I was uh, sitting on launch console, actually, right? So my lead had gone off for vacation, and he's like, hey, Johnny, you'll be fine. Nothing happens to our system, you know? All, like, you actually have stuff to do during the last few minutes, few hours of a launch, right? My system that I worked uh, doesn't, right? I think we closed one valve. That's it, right? So it's just me sitting console, and wouldn't you know it, something goes wrong with that valve, <laughs> right? There's a leak that goes on, right? They actually had to like um, call a hold or actually had to scrub for another reason, luckily, right? But still, the launch director calls us and calls me in. And this is at like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night or something, right? And I'm, I'm a fresh out from college. I've been working there for like maybe a year, right? So he calls you in, and he looks at you, okay. What are we going to do about it? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I really don't know what to do about this, right? I'm still learning. I don't know what to do about this, right? So uh, luckily, I had some uh, other folks from the team that could answer the question. They did. But the learning moment there for me is like as I'm sitting in that seat, having the gaze of the launch director on me, you know, it, it taught me like, okay, before I go into any situation now, it doesn't matter if they tell you it'll be fine. You better know you should know your stuff before you walk in there, you know, in any situation, don't take it for granted. Don't, don't take it for granted that somebody else has got, got your back or this won't be a big deal or something, but just know your stuff before we walk into any situation. Yeah. 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 Cause if you were responsible for scrubbing that, yeah. that's, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. a lot of million dollars. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, man. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances? Exactly. Oh man, I gave it to that uh, that team lead when he came back. You told me nothing ever happens. Uh, what about accepting some personal responsibility? It's your system, man. Nope, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned that one. That's <laughs> no, that's that's it's pretty awesome though. Uh, and it's a good lesson, right? Which yeah. is, I mean, but you totally right. Is it's those moments of extreme fear that really you know sear into your memory these things. That yeah. like, I can still remember. I can still remember being in that seat. And how it felt, and that's something I don't want to be in again ever. Yeah, there's a saying, right? When the pain is yeah. great enough, change yeah. will come. Hmm. And and it's and it's in those times when we're willing to accept. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm I'm now humble enough to do what I need to do. Yeah. And and you know, I don't want to feel that way again, right? So yeah. I'm I'm willing to go do the things I need to go yeah. do to to change. Yeah. And they're indelible in my memory. Luckily enough, somewhere along the way, we found the courage again to keep trying, though. Yeah. Without just sinking into the shadows and, you know. Yeah. I tell you what, man, I show up and suit up every day. And, and I, you know, but I, I enjoy that. I enjoy mm-hmm. 
learning. I enjoy trying. And, you know, it's funny, right? I, I found the more I'm willing to expand that box, the more confidence I gain. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, you know, shoot, yeah. I'm willing to fail. That's okay. Because mm-hmm. what I found is more often than not, I succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm good at a lot more things than I fail at. And, mm-hmm. and when I do fail, people are generally pretty understanding of it. Yeah, because yeah. they, because they've been there. Because I think, well, the the place where we come from, the intent of why we're doing this, it isn't because we're trying to get a promotion or we're trying to um, get more money or, or whatever it is, or get the fame or recognition. It's really about, hey, we're here to do a job and we want to do the best we can with it. And so the intent is pure. I think when people can sense that, I think the forgiveness is way better yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know about the money. Thing, yeah, it I, doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Ooh, this brings me to another Star Trek story. Red shirt. It involves a red shirt. No. So there's an episode in Star Trek: Next Generation where Captain Jean-Luc Picard he has a artificial heart, right? Because back then when he was in like, the Starfleet Academy, he was in a bar fight and somebody stabbed him in the heart and whatever. So that's why he has a fake heart, right? So jump to the future, future, present day, wherever. Uh, something happens and his fake heart is giving out. So he has a second chance, kind of, right? So they rewind back the clock to when he was at the bar fight and he has a choice now. Does he go through with the bar fight and get the fake heart, which may lead to a death later on in the future, or does he avoid the fight entirely and keep his you know, real human heart thing, right? So in this scenario, he, he avoids the fight and he keeps the human heart, right? But that action right there led to a pattern of behavior for him. So you fast forward again, and he's no longer the captain of the Enterprise. He's now like a science officer of whatever, lower rank. He's like, How, what the heck happened? What happened was because that, that, that decision to not go in that fight led to more decisions of, of uh, not being risky. And that all compounded to that's where he is in his career now. So yeah, so at some point you got to take some risk. You just go with it. The, the penalties might be huge, but the rewards are too. That's a lot of Star Trek analogies. Yes, that's where I get all my leadership stuff from, man. That's where it all comes from, man. I knew Picard was the man, but come on, that is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. No, I, I, you know, I mean, that's that's fair, yeah. right? And, yeah. and we grow emboldened. We grow stronger by all that. And so, yeah, man, good stuff. All right. <laughs>